Eggs, eggs, and felonies. My true bonus episode. All right, yeah. So the, just just like that, just welcome into a bonus episode of Home My Popcorn, where we typically make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. I'm an oversleeping asshole, Max Healy in Nashville, and with us in Portland, Maine, is Bill Dooley, who's just so excited to scream at all of us over this topic that he told his wife that the baby had to wait. So, how you doing, Bill? Exactly. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've had a, a very productive morning. I've uh, I've changed out my summer clothes for my winter clothes. Mm. I changed the sheets on the bed. I cleaned the kitchen. Uh, I put up a coat rack. It's been a great morning so far, oh. Max. Very productive, unlike your fucking lazy ass. Yeah. I was sleeping when you guys are doing all that <laughs> with my alarms going off in the other room i don't know how to feel about myself after that comment <laughs> i'm ashamed i slept two today too i didn't get up until eight o'clock it was it was a late morning for me wow the roosters were they were they still asleep did they hit the alarm clock for you bill the, ro- the roosters like they didn't make noise at sunrise are you this yeah. is your first time on a farm do, Max? Come do, on, do father's hormones change <laughs> during pregnancy as well do we know and I mean, not, 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 not mine. No, but I mean, I don't really have anything to do with the child until I have to, okay. teach to catch. So it's not really my problem yet. That is the one and good. only dad job. Exactly. All you're required to do. It's true. Maybe yeah. and like teach him to drive. Yeah. And if it's a, a boy, I guess you're supposed to teach him to shave, but and, yeah, I never had that. And so also just, you, I can figure it out on your own. And also you need to teach him not to rape. That's yeah. Really that's super important. <laughs> no raping. Yeah, that is really important. Son, this is how you throw a ball, and this is how you don't rape. You be a good person. All right, now go to college. This is really all you need in life. Elbow locked in, hand above the head, and no raping. <laughs> eye on the ball. Eye on the ball, and no raping. Eye, eye on the ball, and always get consent. Always. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of consent, we got a... Uh, over in uh, the fiery hills of Northern California, John Anishak, just fresh off a Halloween night of terrorizing freeway traffic. How you doing, John? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I emptied it all out over the uh, Highway 80 over here the other night. And, uh, well, it was a little breezy, too, so a little backfire action. Uh, now, you could start calling me uh, Pants on Fire because, yes, the entire entirety of Northern California is now under. You could just be evacuated at any moment. So if you hear me screaming, I'm on fire. <laughs> well, it's been nice knowing you. Yeah, so it's been a pleasure. But no, I was walking down the street the other day and I just saw like a little little bird, little chickadoo looking little fucker and the thing just burst into flames. It's crazy. <laughs> Good Lord. It's rough on these streets. How are you, Max? I'm great. I'm doing swell. So we're welcoming BJ and Benners from the Hit Comic Book uh, Podcast, Average Joe Comic Show. So thank you guys for that coming does. in. Yay. Hey. Hooray. We made it. We did it. Yay. We did it. Here we are. Yay. Here we are to averagely talk about movies. Woo. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what we do. It's kind of our thing. <laughs> yeah, Just do like it like you part. ate those eggs. There was nothing vanilla uh, about how you ate those eggs. So oh, yeah. Mm. Those were delicious. Sensual. Some we're- ASMR with Average Joe Comic Show eating eggs this morning. <laughs> <laughs> They're handcrafted. <laughs> that was a little like that was like some like a Terry Gross voice. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I do my best. It's, it's that little dash of nutmeg that he puts in his <laughs> eggs. 
before you injected Adrian, up your butthole. I told, I told you not to give away my egg secrets. Okay. Like we talked about this. I could just hear you doing, which is, I could hear that one dash while you were, we were on Skype earlier. It is just a dash. Okay. It's no more, no less, but a dash mm. of nutmeg. My, my secret is to just flood the entire plate with Frank's red hot. Until <laughs> <laughs> it's just all red. You can't see any yellow so or white. It's mostly just an egg soup. I did hot. use some nice hot sauce in my eggs this morning that I picked up in New Orleans last week. It was, mm. it was pretty great. Nice. Oh, what's the Apologies brand of hot sauce? To everybody's buttholes. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh. Elle's mother or something. Okay. Did you put that up your butt? <laughs> no, that would hurt. That would burn real bad yeah Yeah. that's not a good idea max here's the thing though you don't actually know that because you've never tried it so you you don't know you don't i mean it's a fair point it burns when it goes out the other side Mm. we know that (laughs) because you're doing it wrong i feel like that'd be really good for long distance runners it would just like really keep the pep in your step the entire way like oh billy's really making his way up the hill there (laughs) wow look at that face it's almost like wow, something's Todd, chasing you had him. a new personal best. You kept under six minute miles. What's your secret? <laughs> Frank's red hot. Just a little bit right on the lips, you know? Wow. Wow. In your mouth. No, no, no. Butt cheeks. Butt cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> butt cheeks, Tom. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Okay. I really regretted asking that question. Back to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Frank's red hot really just gets the bunions moving. I'm going to try that, actually. Uh, it's like literally putting your body into second gear. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Well, um, I've been lucky. New meaning to lighting a flame under your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Let's we're move on. Okay. On. No, we're going to come back to this later. I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you guys haven't listened to the Average Joe Comics show before, they don't talk about the, any of these things at all. They're a very clean show, but obviously not today because they're on our show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be covering our top three favorite superhero movies of all time. So we'll kind of just do a little bit of a round robin here. Who wants to go first? I was just going to say, it's kind of like we're, we're like Captain America coming to a Deadpool movie right now, you know, <laughs> like language, you know, are we yeah. still doing language? A little bit of freedom. <laughs> yeah. A little we're bit just, more gore. We're just letting it all hang out with Ryan Reynolds, you know? <laughs> I want to see what gravity has done to your bodies, basically. So that's how weird this should get. You want to see what gravity is done. You should see what being frozen in ice for 60 years has done. Mm. A little different. Mm. He's still shaving. Ask Peggy Carter. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'll go first. I I, I, I don't mind. Do it. Go for it. Let me go first. All right. So we're doing top three comic book movies, right? Correct. Mine, Mine starts off pretty cliche. Oh, I mean, we're backwards. You can go, you can go right in the middle if you want. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my number one. I'm not doing it in a particular order. I'm going to go with my, my, my top, my top pick, my number one, I think is fairly cliche, but it's, it's Batman Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. Okay. Yep. Um, Heath Ledger, Joker, you know, again, I I know that it's cliche and I'm sure we'll talk plenty about this movie in this episode, but there is something about that movie and especially that character. I think that transcends film. You know, I, I'm not watching Heath Ledger. I'm watching the Joker. I'm not watching totally. Christian Bale. I'm watching Bruce, Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like I, that movie, that movie just like puts me in that world. Um, 
Number two. Oh, but so what we're going to do, we're going to do like a round robin. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So, okay. So we'll, you know, you'll, you'll discuss it and then, uh, you'll pause and okay. we'll just, we'll do a little chat and then, um, we'll jump on to the next person and just kind of go that way. But okay. I don't, it's, I don't think it's cliche because it is the best. It's one of the best movies ever made. I mean, besides just Agreed. being adapted from just a comic book characters, I think well, we could also, all probably yeah. have it be our number one. And, and I mean, think about its reach too. I mean, it wasn't even necessarily comic book fans or superhero fans yeah. or even people who love going to watch anything remotely like this in movies. Everybody liked it. Yeah. Wives liked it. Husbands liked it. Kids loved it. I mean, it was fantastic in that way. I mean, it, it is like the heat of uh, of comic books, too. You know, it's like that cat and mouse game is just so well done. Mm-hmm. But there is I feel like there is a, a a fan base out there that exists within this world of like it's overrated. Yeah. And well, Batman vs. Superman is so much better because <laughs> Because we we love oh. Zack Snyder, and so by bubble I mean Zack Zack Snyder fans. The, 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 the <laughs> Zack Snyder cut people, yeah, release this Zack, Zack Snyder cut. Yeah, and, and I shit on insane. We shit on them a lot on our podcast. <laughs> it's like it's we, not going to be like any Snyder better. That that, yeah. that that cut would it probably somehow make it worse. It's probably <laughs> just twenty extra minutes of footage, but it's just in slow motion that makes it like an hour and a half. Just as. <laughs> But slow motion explosions and stuff like special yep. effects stuff. Yeah. yeah. Cars skidding in slow motion, people kicking in slow motion. Michael Bay, but with worse storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the Snyder fans should just shove a five star <laughs> bottle of red hot sauce up their butts. <laughs> That's just easy. overkill. <laughs> That'd be too easy. No, but yeah, I mean, again, with Dark Knight, though, like it's. I mean, you can look at the fact we've had two Jokers since. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen Joker yet, so we don't have to discuss that because it'll be spoilery. But yeah, like, I still haven't we, seen it. Please, God, don't say anything. I'm yeah, not same, going to. Same. I promise I won't. He turns into Joker <laughs> in the movie, John. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> except for that one scene when the Ninja Turtles pop out. You know, aside from that. <laughs> no. But we have Jared Leto and we have Joaquin Phoenix. And really, since Ledger's Joker, there's been a lot more spotlight on Hamill's animated Joker since. Oh, yeah. No one, really, great. no one really talked about Mark Hamill voicing the Joker until Heath Ledger's Joker really, like, I don't want to say put Joker on the map because Joker was already larger than life, but it gave a new context almost to Joker within media. And that's when it became like, yeah, I mean, like Heath Ledger's just really good, but like imagine Hamill's and everybody's like, oh yeah, Mark Hamill does voice the Joker. So like it, that's how good it was that it created this whole new narrative for the Joker and a new bar set of like, you know, I hate comparing. I hate being like, oh, Leto's wasn't as good as, or Joaquin's was as, or wasn't as good as. Like everyone, they're individuals. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're separate. I think I think it did more than that, though. I mean, it definitely did that for for the Joker, but I also think that it uh, it kind of just it may, created more interest in villains in general. Like I don't yeah. know if we get Suicide Squad if if it wasn't for Joe the uh, Heath Ledger's performance in that, and that's a terrible movie. But I think yeah, it's I think based we on the premise okay without that. It. Yeah, exactly. But I <laughs> yes. think I think it's you know it comes from the idea that like people just found that character so enthralling, and yeah. they try to play up on that more. What I like the best about the Dark Knight though is that even though it's like a Batman movie, it's doesn't really focus on Batman. He's like it's just as heavily focused on the on Harvey Dent and the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
it's a true crime story. Like not literally true crime, but I mean, it's, it's, it's crime. It's a crime drama. It's not a superhero movie. Right. Yeah. People are flying around. It's, it's also very much at the time too. It's like a big reflection on like the Bush era Patriot Act stuff with all the surveillance and government contracts. And I think the longer we're going to go by, like depending on how just the political climate goes, it's people are going to look at it completely different. Like 20 years from now. Yeah. And they'd be like, why is Batman spying on everybody? That's kind of fucked up. I think, uh, I think another, uh, it's a couple of things about the Joker specifically. And we touched on it when we did our Joker episode. And again, I'm not going to do any Joker spoilers here, but we did it with a comic book called The Killing Joke. I don't know if you guys have ever read mm-hmm. it, but oh, yeah. the, the, the whole premise of the Joker mm-hmm. is that there is no origin story to him. It does not matter what story you read. You don't actually know if it's true or not. And my oh. favorite, my favorite thing about Dark Knight is they don't even try to create an origin story. The second that he says, you know, I got these scars and you're like, oh, his father was a drinker. But then 30 minutes later, he says it again. My wife didn't find me funny. And you're like, which one is it? Like, uh, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because he is just, as Michael Caine says, a man who wants to watch the world burn. He gets off on it. He thoroughly enjoys it. And I think... So something we've talked about a lot this month doing Batman month, we've done a lot of Joker yeah. comparisons is that they represent because they're human. They're not like Superman. They're not like Wonder Woman. They're not Flash. They're not like these super powered people. They're just people who are really good at being bad and really good. I think they represent the good and evil in ourselves a lot. And Heath Ledger's Joker did such a good job of just like being an overpowered gangster, you know, like yeah. taking down the mob. Yeah burning a stack of money. Like when he slides down the money and he's like, I'm going to burn my half. You're like, what? <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck. What a, like what a boss, what a boss move. <laughs> but also like to your point, you know, where they was definitely focusing on the fact that they're just people. I think a big part with him is that it's, it's a joker that's grounded. It's realistic, yep. which is what's mm-hmm. been so great about this revival of Batman is on film. Um, is that it is a realistic spin and still, you know, jet black, just as bad as the, um, the cartoon with Hamill, yeah. how dark that got, except a little extra gore, but yeah, yeah, just people, a realistic spin on Joker and the fact that he actually takes his makeup off at one point, which is super interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His Yeah. Not having makeup is his disguise, which is mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah. 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 So but just the like, fact how realistic it is, is fantastic. the best, the best thing about that shot of him without the makeup on and no one, I feel like no one ever actually talks about him. So I'm so happy you mentioned that the shot of him is literally a half a second. I remember seeing it in theaters yeah. being like, wait, was that him? Go back to that yeah. shot. Go, and, mm-hmm. but then you never see it again. I think this is once I got home, I just Googled it like immediately. Like I need to see yeah. it. I need to see <laughs> yeah. what he looked like. Yep. <laughs> because again, like you said too, like he's so unrecognizable as Heath Ledger. Like you look at him, he's like, that's not the guy from 10 things I hate about you. Like that yeah. guy is the Joker. That, yeah. That's weird makeup, the black down. eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, and also, just uh, real quick, too. Um, I don't know if you guys listened to this pod. It was, it was a Fat Man on Batman, Kevin Smith episode from like six, seven years ago now with uh, Grant Morrison, the uh, you know the, the comic book writer. Yeah. And he was talking about the killing joke, how it's like the final Batman uh, Joker comic. Do you guys notice at the end of the panel when he's laughing? What Grant Morrison was saying is that Batman's killing the Joker because he's laughing, he's laughing. And then he sees feet raised up above the ground and Batman's feet on the ground and as because Batman's just strangling him to death. Yeah. He finally hit the breaking point. Yeah, because that's like the whole thing that he that uh, the, the artist put in the back of the when they yeah. re-released it. Oh, they did this. 
I got yeah. an older one. Okay. Oh, that's cool. We've read so All many right. Batman comics where he like <laughs> almost kills the Joker and like has dreams about killing sure the Joker. I mean, he did. And yeah, he did. He did in the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, he did in the Dark Knight Returns. He does kill Joker him. killed himself. Yeah. He did his last little thing to break his spine. But yeah, yeah like yeah. he set it up. He set him up to be like, you know, to yeah, hear about either that now or everyone's going to the rest think. of his life as a vegetable. Yep. Well, it's even that's the true evilness, too, with him. He's like. Ever, you, know, yeah. you, you didn't pass that line, but everyone's got to think that you did. So it doesn't matter. It's even worse. He didn't have the balls to kill me when he could have. And then he's just like, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> all right. We won't get that. We won't get this in depth with all the other, other <laughs> movies. I don't think it's just Ari. <laughs> there's so much to talk about with. <laughs> I got, I got to add um, one, one more thing to this. Um, yes. So I, uh, I was telling Sam, my wife about, uh, uh, about the the topic that we were doing for today and how pretty much all of us were going to have the dark knight on our list so we tried <laughs> yeah. to we we tried to break it up so that we wouldn't all be talking about the same movie um and she told me that she's never seen it and so actually, she um, she enjoys superhero movies so like so last night i have i have batman begins in the dark knight on dvd so last night we watched batman begins um and one fun fact that i caught is uh i don't know if you guys know this but uh, the guy from oh my god, now I'm blanking on his name. The piece of shit from Game of Thrones, the little kid king. Yeah, Joffrey. Um, yeah, Joffrey. Yeah, Joffrey. Joffrey. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. he's in it. Yeah, he's in he's it. in it. Yeah, he saves and, uh, Joffrey. Batman Begins. Right <clears throat> when I came no on the scene, I was like, me. I said, yeah, exactly. When he came on the scene and that in that scene, I was like, is that fucking Joffrey? What the Dude, fuck? You got Cillian Murphy as Scarecrow. Yeah. Uh, what What's his mm-hmm. name as uh, as the corrupt cop? He's from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, they don't look um, full awful. Yeah. 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 He's in that. Oh my god, dude! There's so many great actors like throughout that entire trilogy that are just like kind of thrown in there. Then just the Jim Gordon character is just perfect in that in the first two movies at least. Ah, uh, so good. All right, who wants to go next? I can go next. Okay. <laughs> so I have a question. I have a question, Max. I have a question. Yeah. I have a serious question. So what do you think would be a lethal dose of hot sauce up the ass? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think like a teaspoon? Well, how, how much hot sauce do you have available? Well, so l- let's say we aren't even going to go the how Tabasco route. We'll go like sriracha. So that way, you know, it doesn't drip. It just squirts. Whoa, right whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just go from Frank's Red Hot to sriracha. You already got the squirt top on it, too. Exactly. Mm. It's all about it's all about making it sanitary. We're professionals here. Okay? If we're talking sriracha, we can do an entire little, you know, those little like paper ketchup cups that they used to have at Burger King. Those like, oh, I love those, like <laughs> yeah. dinky ones. Good for like three fries. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's sriracha. But if we're talking Frank's Red Hot, we're going back to a dash of nutmeg. Okay, <laughs> just, a, just a dash of Frank's Red Hot, and you're running a full marathon, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the the nutmeg it would kind of numb the uh, the ring. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's a lubricant. Huh. Yeah, it's a solid mm-hmm. combo. It's <laughs> a great conversation we're having here. Wow. Talking superhero like movies and hot sauce up the butt. I feel like, I feel like I know you. you like I've known you my entire life. So, Max, what's your movie? <laughs> yeah, Bill, you'll learn to love it. Um, we're only one movie in. Yeah, so mine, let's, let's, keep on the, let's keep on the Batman tra- uh, train. I'm going to do um, Batman Returns from 1992. This is the Batman movie I watched over and over again as a little kid, which explains a lot. But um, <laughs> the thing I love is that 
you know, the, the, the original, the Batman 89 was such a huge hit that the producers wanted uh, Burton to come back and he didn't really want to do a sequel. And they just said, all right, you know, you can do whatever you want, which was a huge mistake by them because they had like <laughs> a whole McDonald's um, like Happy Meal system set up and they had to cancel it once they actually saw like what the movie was like kids were crying and i mean you got as far as like the characters go i mean you got catwoman as a dominatrix zombie who punches and cuts people with like freddy krueger gloves you got a nose biting goblin who like his whole master plan is to kill the first like the firstborn of every single gotham like wealthy gotham person because his parents threw him into an icy river on christmas day when he was a baby because his hands were deformed yeah, and he ate I mean, the obviously, then there's a reason, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I mean, hands. And I love the fact too, his dad is Pee Wee Herman, too. In it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, true. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Just throws right in the river. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, and then, you know, he's also very horny, and he's just constantly having black shit oozing out of his body. And then um, you got Batman in only 31 minutes of screen time, which is the least amount of time of any Batman movie ever made. So that's, that's what they asked Burton to do. Is that is that a Snapple cap fact? <laughs> I actually Googled it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be. <laughs> but Catwoman literally has more screen time than Batman in this movie. I mean, but, um, I'm not going to say I don't love looking at Michael Keaton, but I definitely prefer looking at Michelle Pfeiffer in the 90s. Yes. She's <laughs> great in this movie, too. She is. She's, she's, and she was the, um, the second pick. Um, what's her name? Annette Benning was... Uh, slated to go and then she found out that she was pregnant so they had to cancel it and then they had the uh, michelle pfeiffer came in with like two weeks notice or something and just crushed yeah. it yeah like they were already in production when she had the back out um but then also too i mean it's i think it's the best score by danny elfman too i mean i still listen to the soundtrack it's it's awesome so eerie genius. so tim burton i think it's still an underrated movie as far as uh, the batmans go how long could Catwoman stay in her outfit before she just passed out? Yeah. Wasn't I had there like some, some trivia fact on about that. that. Yeah. Challenge so, accepted. <laughs> so they, they had to uh, it, like air seal her suit so she couldn't Good breathe. God, so she could only be Jesus. in it for like two minutes at a time before she was just start passing out. Yeah. Go back to our, um our, what is it? We had, we had some female, like female vixens, mini vixens. Yeah. I had some fun facts on Catwoman there. I mean, I feel like when she got the script two weeks in advance and it said, you get to make out Christopher Walken, but you're actually killing him. I would have been like, sign me up. <laughs> we're, we're in. He has a really stupid wig on. Wow. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> oh my God. You're killing me. <laughs> she's a cat, but she's a woman. Wow. <laughs> really? Sure. I love I love the fact too that uh, Christopher Walken's um, son in that movie is just doing a shitty Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Run, so right. save yourself. That's so true. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah, I mean, like I, I definitely enjoyed, I, I definitely enjoyed Keaton as Batman as a kid. Um, it's not, not, not discussing the same movie, but I was one of the few people who enjoyed like Clooney's Batman as a kid because I was too young and he, he literally, every time I even say that Clooney's Batman, Beedra's automatically boo. (laughs) No, dude, that chin, that chin, man, you could smash diamonds with that chin. I think he was made for it. He really was, especially for the campy version. You got Uma, you got 
you got Schwarzenegger. Like I, as a kid, loved that movie. So like, I remember watching the Keaton one at one time and I was like, who's this Batman? You know, but as I've gotten older, I learned to appreciate it so much more. I also was terrified of Dane DeVito Penguin when I was oh, a kid. I thought oh Dane God. DeVito was fantastic. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a, it was so I'm a, disgusting. I'm like the biggest pussy in the world. I, I'm easily terrified. <laughs> and so as a kid, I was like, oh, I can't watch this. No, 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 no. He's very scary. He has three hands, three fingers. No, Especially no. when he just eats the raw fish. Yeah. yeah. He's right into it. Doesn't he just like somebody's face too? Yeah, he bites yeah, the guy's nose, nose off. Oh my God. Which is exactly what the, what the real Danny DeVito would do in real life. That's the scary part. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't done it on It's Always Sunny yet. <laughs> For real, though. Charlie, I picked this guy's nose off. It'd be great if they wrote like a whole penguin, like a whole episode based around him playing, having been the penguin. That would have like been amazing. The, like the gang's like, you were in a Batman movie? <laughs> <laughs> I am disappointed us? to hear that uh, the talks with Jonah Hill fell through apparently about being <clears throat> penguin upcoming. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, he would have been perfect. I read, which I don't know how true it is, but they were not willing to offer him as much money as he asked for. Hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest here. It was first Josh Gad, then it was Jonah Hill. And I'm happy that neither of them took it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know who it's going to get to now though. I love both of them as actors. I love all of their movies. I love everything that they do. I, close your eyes and actually try and picture Jonah Hill as the penguin and tell me you're not just going to see 21 Jump Street the whole time. Like, <laughs> this is like 31 know, Jump Street. And like, a penguin. He, he, he did great. What was the, what's the baseball Wolf movie? Wall Street though, dude. Wolf he Wall did Street. A, he had a so transformation good. with that. <clears throat> he did. And, and so he also did with the baseball movie. Um, oh yeah. Moneyball. Yeah. Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball. Yeah. Both those movies. But like become penguin. Dane DeVito's penguin is so iconic. Because Danny DeVito can so easily transcend like a sewer dwelling penguin, you know, (laughs) it's a golem. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 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 Like a golem. Like I can't see Jonah Hill even playing a gangster. He plays a nerd when he transcends both those roles in Moneyball and in, uh, uh, what was it? Wolf Wall Street. Street. He plays, he plays almost a nerd who is a successful nerd. You know what I mean? He like makes being nerdy cool. Same thing with Twenty One Jump Street. Like, Penguin's not nerdy. Penguin's like a like a like a sewer dwelling villain. But also, I, just, think, I, I couldn't see it. Well, like, who who the hell thought Heath Ledger would be the Joker? You know, it's just Very one of those true. weird things. I just worry see, that we're missing out. I worry that we're missing out. Maybe, maybe they're going to go with some topical I, like. Uh, they're, they're, it looks like they're trying to do like the like we're the most woke Batman movie ever with the casting that they've had so far. So they're gonna like cast, you know, like Ken Watt. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good actor. Mm. He's underrated. And I like I like the, Zoe, I like the Zoe Kravitz casting. Nobody, Me too. Wait, 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 wait. Nobody, nobody. Oh, there he is. There he is coming in. Dream Crusher to, to argue. Jim Carrey Riddler though. I love Jim Carrey. <laughs> Riddler. Jim Carrey Riddler was it terrific. People were saying that before Heath Ledger, before the Dark Knight came out and Heath Ledger outstaged Jack. So it's some people's opinion. So I think they're going to cast. Don't come at me with good broken. points and valid arguments. I don't need that. Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey was a fantastic Riddler. End of story. End of argument. OK, right. <laughs> done. <laughs> I wasn't leaving that open for further conversation. Your point is not <laughs> Beecher's going to attest to this. I am the biggest Jim Carrey fan. 
I mean, like the, he's great. I, in Jim Carrey and Robin Williams have, were my idols growing up. Mm, it was yeah. just the two of them. So I agree with that. But as I've read more and more Riddler, I'm more and more excited about the Paul Dano casting uh, for for Riddler for the upcoming Batman movie. He's, he's got to be some like incel weasel. That's what I feel like yeah. we got to cast him as. Yes, which should be great. That's Paul be great. Dano. <laughs> which yeah. is actually what he is in 90% of the comics that we've been reading. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Riddler's a little shithead. Yeah. And uh, one last thing. We can move on from this. You did. Mm-hmm. You just said who thought Heath Ledger was going to be a good Joker. I was a freshman in I was a freshman in college when the casting came out and I had just watched Lords of Dogtown with my buddy who was a film major. Yeah. And okay. he told me about the casting and we both were so excited. He played this like kind of drunk, like drifter in Lords of Dogtown. Shitty teeth. Yeah. Shitty teeth. <laughs> and we were, and like he had the long hair already and everything. We were just like, oh, he's this is going to be awesome. And then I remember I had, I had dropped out of college by the time that Heath Ledger died. I was enrolling into community college back in New Jersey. And I got a text from him saying, uh, uh, TMZ just broke that Heath Ledger died. I was, and my first mm-hmm. thought was, did he finish cat filming for, uh, for the Joker? Because I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to judge you at all there. No, <laughs> that was a great ending to the story. Yeah, that was so- <laughs> I agree. And that's that's got to go into your new. Uh, that's got, you got to work that into your set somehow. Uh, I'll, write, I'll write it down. I'll put it in the notes. <laughs> I was the only one who knew he thought you was going to be a good Joker. I told my one friend and nobody else. And no one else. Everybody knows that I have excellent Joker selection ability picking. Everybody knows. Nobody picks Jokers better than I do. Everybody knows. Everybody I have the best stats. That's the best stats when it comes to, to, to believability and picking excellent jokers. 95% approval rating on Joker pro- predictability. We're building a wall for the bad jokers. We're kicking them out. Uh, I have excellent maracas. All right, who's next? All right, so we'll throw this one out there and do not expect to have any kind of educated analysis of any of the things that are about to come out of my mouth because I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. But we're going to throw out Blade. Um, so yeah. You'll notice a common thread between my three is all three of them are just big dick swinging. I mean, constantly. <laughs> they like literally like in the at the end of a fight, any of them could just whip out their dick and just beat you to death with it. So we got Blade. He's badass. He says like probably twenty words over the course of like all the movies that they decided to to do with it, which is all right, fine, strong, silent type. Um, he cuts off heads. Uh, he seems to be celibate, which is a little weird. So he's got the warrior monk thing going on. I mean, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently Wesley Snipes was impossible to work with on set because he would just be comatose. He would smoke so much weed. Probably <laughs> why he does not talk at all during these fucking movies. <laughs> that explains but, the tax issues later on. Isn't he also like a black belt and like two different martial arts or something? Oh, I would not be surprised. Everybody watch out for for uh, Wesley Snipes super fan Beegers over here. <laughs> Look, man, Wesley Snipes as Blade was fantastic. He was great in that movie. He was perfectly cast. I don't think anybody else actually could have done it, period. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. For that time, for sure. I still am excited I've never about Marshall seen the movie. <laughs> Ooh, you haven't seen it, Bill? I haven't. No, I've never seen it. The first one's definitely worth your time. The second one, maybe the third one doesn't yeah. exist. It's literally like yeah. the Godfather. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Because at least <laughs> like made, in the second one, you get one. Ron Perlman. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. second one had Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Jessica Biel in it. Ooh, I like Jessica Biel. 
Yeah, that's when Ryan Reynolds of got all horsey jacked. Do. Well, I do no love, like Ryan Reynolds too. No love I mean. for some R and R. But yeah, the third one got a little too X Men. Like the, the this big super villain is like purple. It's really stupid. It's like Dracula yeah. comes back. I mean, you know, Ivan but, Ooze in but, Blade. It's it's the darker side of uh, superheroes, you know, where you're it's like it's a wolf to catch a wolf kind of a situation. Um, you know, it's interesting that he gets to he has to battle with his thirst and he uses that crazy ass like drug or whatever that makes him spaz out every time he has to take it. So he doesn't have to drink blood. You know, it's just a, a darker take on the on a superhero, which I really yeah. appreciate. Was it the first was that the first uh, R rated Marvel movie? Oh, that's a good question. Perhaps. Perhaps. I think it was. It's like one of the first R-rated comic book movies. It was, I mean, The Crow from years before, but I think that was like Dark Horse or something. But um, then the sequel, too, you got Guillermo del Toro, who directed the second movie, too. So you get all like the weird you know, del Toro kooky monsters, too. Oh, I had no idea I that mean, that was him. Okay. Also, you got to keep in mind, the second movie had Ron Perlman. We had Norman Dude. Reedus yeah. coming in. Yeah. yeah. And like Norman Reedus before he was Norman Reedus, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. True. <laughs> He's just a sniveling little shit in that movie. It's fantastic. And then he becomes, well, an iconic badass. Yeah. I guess that's I, that. I yeah. never saw Boondock Saints until after I was a Walking Dead fan. Really? Oh, interesting. Yep. <clears throat> yep. I had never seen it until after I was a Walking Dead fan. I once uh, met his old bartender at the dive bar before he was famous. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that go, Beach? It was... She poured some delicious beers. That's all it is. Yes. She did her job well. I. She had some stories, lad. <laughs> My mom is absolutely obsessed with Norman Reedus. I bought her. I bought her a Daryl Dixon like figurine for Mother's Day like five years ago, and she still says it's the best gift I've ever gotten. Her. <laughs> I'm like, really? Wow. It's not that great. <laughs> it's very appropriate that you do a comic book show. I, I get my I get my mom every few years I get her something for Mother's Day that has gold member's face on it and it says so I got her like an iPad case and it says the Mush's iPad and then I got her like a mug and it says the Mush's mug. I got her towel like the Mush's towel. And, but she thinks that the Norman like I, I customize I get customized gold member like 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 wow. things for her but the Norman Reedus on a motorcycle figurine is her favorite gift, you know? <laughs> Fuck I just, me. I feel like all of these gifts, like, I think it's awesome. She, that's what she loves, but like, it, it was something that I would do to Max to like piss him off over the course of a year. Like, Why is John buying me all of this gold member shit? I've got like, I've got tea kettle shit. I've got, you know, fucking washcloths, throw Shower pillows. Curtain. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Oh, man. Gold member headboard. My wife got me a, uh, it's a Daryl shirt. And under it says WWDD for what would Daryl do? Would there we go. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. It's a good question to ask yourself. But yeah, right. back to back to Blade. To Blade. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got nothing else on him. We can go to the next person unless anyone yeah. has any interesting tidbits. A dessert or but... break. Yeah. God, the way we're going, we're going to have to make this into like a month long episode. Yeah, of just like every, yeah. every first round is just one week. <laughs> it's just so slow. It's so slow, Max. I know. Okay, All right, who's next? Blade. I'll, uh, I'll jump in. I'll jump in. Um, so uh, I'm going to, I don't know. We don't seem to be going in any particular order. Ben did his first one. Max did his third and John did his second. So I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. But that's fine. <laughs> um, 
So I got uh, I got on my list here uh, the first Avengers, uh, so the the one that came out in 2012. Um, yes, and I think it's you know I I don't know that it necessarily would have been on my top three if it wasn't for we were all trying to have different ones, but it's it was in consideration. It is just it's a phenomenally well done movie. You you get Loki who is a terrific villain. Um, you get the first like interaction, the time that you know where they all come together and they meld their storylines so well. The conflict of the characters, you know, you still have Hulk who's trying to just wants to be left alone and is pissed that he's getting pulled into this stuff, and Thor who's not really all that invested in the issues of Earth. He just wants to get Loki out of there. Iron Man's a cocky piece of shit, and mm-hmm. and Captain America still thinks it's 1945. Like it's just <laughs> it's it's a really good movie. Then like the final battle in New York is just phenomenal. I remember coming Fantastic. out of that movie and it was just like it was like a, a whole different experience. I'd never had it in a movie before. That ending basically like set the stage for everything in Marvel to come. Like yeah. every every show yeah. and movie referenced the event in New York. True. Yeah. That- well, and they, that they also open things up. They start like the storyline of Thanos there too. That's yeah. the first time in we in the end credits, right? Right. And like. Yeah. That was, uh, I don't know, but before that, I enjoyed the Marvel movies, but like, to, I, in my mind, I wasn't really paying attention. They were all just one-off movies, superhero movies like we'd had before. And like, to have them all come together so co- cohesively into one movie was just mind-blowing. It was great. And I love I what they've done with it since. So I don't think anybody knew that the Thanos cameo would lead us to where we are now in the after mm-hmm. after credit scene. And I'm going to agree with you. I mean, that movie. So part of the whole premise of Average Joe comic show is that I never read comic books growing up and the movies made me want to start reading them. And the exact moment when I said I need to start reading comic books was when I walked out of the first Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. I was giddy like a child. And I was like, who was that purple Barney dude on screen? I need to find out more about him. <laughs> and like, I went to Wikipedia and I was like, I should probably just read the comic books. And like, it just unraveled from there. But I mean, probably one of my favorite scenes in Marvel history is when Thor tries to take Loki from Cap and Iron Man and they have that like fight in the woods yes. at night. It's like one of the best scenes ever the conflict of them like disagreeing and trying to work together and just like ripping on each other. And then as you said it, the fight of New York, I I imagined in my head when they're all standing in that circle and the Avengers music plays, I I get chills thinking about it. Like the first time you're just like, Oh, oh, it's happening. It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having one. (laughs) Oh God. Oh Jesus. So time out. I think that you and Bill need to turn on your video so you guys can touch uh, touch stomachs on your cameras. Uh, you're officially best friends. Hi, friend. That, that line just before the, like the final battle that Bruce Banner says, he's like, you know what my secret is? And then he just, I'm always, just gonna say I'm always angry. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. I love that. That that was just going to say the same thing. That's one of like my favorite, like, I don't know that I know it's not as iconic, but in my memory that is like is ingrained in my head as like, we're going to need a bigger boat. I love that scene. I love that line. And that was just like a such a fuck you moment when he turns into the Hulk and smashes the fuck out of that that flying snake thing. I don't even know what it was. 
but yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. I, I see. I disagree with you. I think that that line is just as iconic as you think it is. Cause I use it in everyday life when people are like, are you hungry? I'm like, that's my secret. I'm always hungry. They're like, the They're like you pooped three times today already. I was like, yeah, but that's my secret. I always have to poop. Like that's, that's just like, that's literally like a line of mine now. Cause it's that iconic. I do the same thing. I've, I've used it more for, I'm always tired though. You know what my secret yeah. is? I'm always yeah. tired. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Me you too. You can literally use it with any of those situations and people will be like, okay, fair enough. Like, <laughs> are you hungry? That's my secret. I'm always hungry. Okay, fair enough. He's fat. Then <laughs> <laughs> you just turn green. Yeah. <laughs> just start eating trash off the street. I'm, I told you I'm always hungry. <laughs> Clothes are ripped. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Who's next? Well, I'm going to finish out the first round here with another Batman movie. So I'm going to go Batman, Tim Burton, 89. So the prequel to Max's choice. (laughs) Uh, Max kind of stole a lot of what I was going to say about it as far as Tim Burton's involvement with it. And you really got that Tim Burton universe and feel to it. Um, But you also get a super dark Batman. Like he does not care about killing people. Yeah, he just tosses true. people off of the build. Like in that final seat battle with the Joker, he's just tossing Joker's goons like <laughs> off the tower and down like like fifty flights or something. It's like it's like it's like Pete Holmes Batman when he keeps killing them in like in the basement. They're like he's like you're killing them. He's like no, I'm just putting them to sleep. <laughs> no, no, you killed that guy. They're going to the farm where they can run. They they romp and they churn butter. <laughs> Your parents were killed, Bruce. No, it's not the my parents. No, my parents were shot, but they didn't die. They're on a special farm where they romp and they churn butter. And they sing songs. They write me letters. <laughs> it's not the beating he deserved. No, it's not the beating he needed, but the beating he deserved. He didn't deserve any of that. Harvey Dent. Can, Can we trust him? him? Can we trust him? <laughs> No, we need to stop. Like we we, wait, no, we need to cut the head off the snake. I'm going gonna, gonna to talk like Pete Holmes Batman for the next hour if we do this. We need to cut the head off the snake. We're not doing this. We're talking about 1989 Batman. I'm not wearing <laughs> hockey <laughs> pants. <laughs> so there, there's like two big reasons I, lo- I love this movie. One of them, it's like the first superhero movie I remember seeing. Um, so yeah. that's like kind Same of like the groundwork for me. Um, and also ended up leading to Batman being my favorite superhero. And then the second reason is it really, <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, yeah, he's great. <laughs> but that is not my second reason. That's a so great, useless. great observation though. <laughs> no, my, yeah. My second reason is because it made it so that superhero content could be dark. Like, from before that, like every, like the Superman movies, all the TV sh- different TV shows, they were all like really relatively lighthearted and oh, like all bright colors sure. and yeah. all that. Yeah. And this like made made it so superhero movies could be dark and still be really good and people will watch it. Well, then superhero oh. movies had faded That's out. Take. It, it, like it had faded out. Like the last big superhero movie was like Superman 4, which was a, a total shit show. So like people didn't take superhero yeah. movies seriously. And then also I think there was a wasn't there a Howard the Duck movie yeah, in the eighties? Yeah, with from with what's her name? Marty McFly's mom. Who, 
Yeah. And that was also awful. But also like what happened after these Tim Burton Batmans where all of a sudden it did go to um, what's his face with the beautiful chin. I want to touch Clooney Clooney, where it went to Clooney. And then that went straight back to full camp, like original, like TV Batman. Like what's the fuck? Batman returns ruined it. It got too dark. So they had, so they fired Burton and they hired uh, what's his face. Fuck. God, I forget the guy's name. Schumacher. Yeah, Val Kilmer. Oh, Schumacher. We're talking about Val Kilmer. We're talking about Clooney now. Because we also lost Kilmer. Because Val Kilmer was between Keaton and yeah, yeah. They they fired Kilmer pretty much from that too because he was a huge asshole. Yeah. I also so after I watched the Joker movie, um, like a couple weeks ago, I went home and just put on the Batman '89 just to watch Nicholson again because he's (laughs) he's like people I think now are starting to forget about just like Heath Ledger overshadowed it so much. He's so good in that movie. When uh, when you guys were talking about that episode, you guys had you talking about villains? So what it was? Yep. Yeah, and you were talking. Oh no, no, no! I think it was your the Joker, Joker special. Episode. Yeah, yeah, and you were the comparing them. You made like a great point about uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker. Is that he's the only one to use the Joker gas? Yeah, mm, and that's such a guy to the comic. And that's such an iconic part of the Joker. At the same time, I'm really happy that the Joker gas didn't make it into Heath Ledger's. I feel like yeah, it, it would have really, pulled away from it because it's yeah. too like because that movie had such a a real feel to it that if you yeah. introduce Joker guys, it would just seem like silly. Well, in, yeah. in Batman Begins, you had Scarecrow with his like psychedelic yeah. mask too. So it would have just been a little, awesome. little repetitive, I think. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. But I mean, Nicola, like even towards the end, you know, Batman's throwing people off the rooftops, just killing everybody left and right. And then he goes up to it, the Joker and the joke, uh, Joker just puts on glasses. He's like, Hey, you want to punch a guy with glasses, right? He just gets like punched square in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a Batman thing to do. And it's such a Joker thing to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Who's next? Uh, should we just kind of do one to go again? I guess we'll kind of just do like the round Robin snake draft kind of thing. So yeah. BJ's up again. Yeah. All right. So Better's, yeah. I guess since we're doing no particular order, um, I'm going to go. You're all a bunch of savages going out of order. <laughs> I can't believe you. Chaos. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Ben, although the fact that you started with one, I mean, gross, disgusting choice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bill and I are no longer best friends. So. <laughs> my number two, then I started with number three. I'll go to my number two. Ooh. OK, I'm going to go with uh, Logan. Um, so. In order to go into this, I have to give a shout out to Deadpool, uh, because without that, this Logan would have never existed. Oh, sure. really? I mean, it's R-rated. not like, oh, yeah, it's just because it set it up so that R-rated comic book films could sell. Oh, understood. So, but this Logan was like the X-Men ending that uh, the Fox X-Men universe deserved. Um, and everything that happened after that. Um, just doesn't exist. <laughs> okay, the miserable movie that was the Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I, I just no, skipped I that one. Even, even Age of Apocalypse came yeah, out that, after yeah. that. Yeah, that's Logan it. came out before uh, both of those. So yeah, everything that it's Logan is where <laughs> yeah Logan is where it all ends. That's the actual storyline. Uh, Professor X has uh, his stroke, wipes out all mutants except for like the two of them, and goes from there. And but it also just gives you the Wolverine that. Like really all like any comic book Wolverine fan, that's what they want to see. Like a guy who's just like grumpy and is like a savage. Like he just tears limbs off of people with his claws. 
like with the, like it's no big deal and just guts people at will. Um, and I'm happy that we are able to finally get that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the thing that I really like about that movie is. Uh, so one of my friends saw it before before I did, and he basically described it to me as it is a Wolverine movie where, you know, if a person who had knives coming out of their hands was killing people, you how it would actually look and not how it's looked <laughs> in like the, the first X-Men movies. I mean, it is mm. brutal and grotesque, and that is exactly what would happen if you had six six giant knives coming out of your hands and you were just slashing through people's chests and stomachs and heads. I also yeah. think great. I also think they did a really, really good job with the blood. Like it's super ooey gooey, sticky, nasty, gross and a perfect red. But it was almost like a comic book, but not quite to the like is to the point where Sin City took some of the gore where it would like splash on the camera, you know, and all that. Yeah. seen a super crazy color. But this it seemed just like the amount of blood, the spray and everything that you'd get out of the comic books where he was actually chopping people limb from limb. Also, I'd say like an honorable mention too is um the movie before that, uh, the Wolverine. If you ever seen that, like the unrated version of that, because they they did make an unrated version, same director that did uh, Logan. It's like the first like half an hour of that movie is great, and then it kind of slows down once they go over to, to Japan and they start doing like oh yeah, samurai I stuff. Which one you were talking about? Yeah, but like that, yeah, movie, like that opening scene thirty minutes was great. Afterwards, it sucks. When he's in like Nagasaki or whatever, and the bombs about to hit. Like, there's some really gritty shit in the beginning of that. Like him yeah. sticking the the poison arrow through the guy's hand at the bar and just cutting people up. And yeah, I mean, he just yeah. is great in those. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, it's a fantastic movie. Um, I one of the highlights of it for me, and I think it's a testament to the times that we're living in. Because if you go back and watch CGI from when we were younger, like, you know, even like the matrix when we were like, Oh my God, film has changed forever, which it did in 99. But if you look at CGI today, look at, look at Wolverine versus Wolverine, Logan versus Logan in this movie, when they make the younger version of himself, mm-hmm. not, not only is that like a classic comic book storyline and maybe also even a redone storyline in, in a lot of movies these days, look at that Will Smith movie that just came out, yeah. but they did it fantastically. They did it so well in this movie and, and made it matter too. They really made it matter when he, when he goes and kills professor X, you know, it's, uh, I mean, forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Like when he, and, and he shows up to the house and he kills, uh, and he kills, what's his name? Was that, that's not Medea, is it? Um, it is. Oh my God. My phone just froze as I'm trying to pull up IMDb. Who's the, 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 the family that takes them in when they're on the run before he shows up. Uh, it's what's Never his name. Yet. What's who's Medea. No, that's not, I don't think that's him. I know you're talking about, I forget his name too. Tyler Perry. That's Perry. not Tyler Perry. I don't oh, no, think, it's not Tyler. I, Perry. I don't think is it's it Tyler? Tyler. I don't think so. Why is my phone? God, that would be better though. If Wolverine killed Tyler Perry. That'd be oh fantastic. God, imagine. Holy shit. Is that Tyler Perry. Are you sure? Oh, wait, here we go. Uh, Come back uh, to life. Sources say. Survey says. I don't know. <laughs> but, but again. <laughs> it's just, it's just, Inconclusive. Inconclusive. My phone is just not participating. No, this podcast. guy's name's Eric LaSalle. Ah, thank you. LaSalle. Oh, Eric LaSalle. Yes, yes. LaSalle. Respect. Oh, Respect. he's from, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from like ER. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I know him. I don't know why in my head it was Tyler Perry. My dear, hello, Logan. Hello. <laughs> oh my God, you're cutting off my arm. Yeah, but again, it, it still just echoes. I mean, that whole sequence 
on you know when they're staying on the farm and the battle between the two of them is just fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Great movie. Right. All right. Yeah, let's move on. Who's next? Uh, Bill? Yeah, that brings me that comes back to me. All right. So uh my my number two on my list is uh Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Um, I, I think that this is I think Chris Pratt is hilarious in this movie. I love all the characters, uh, you know, with you, you still have grown up Groot, which is nice. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I should. The main thing that makes this movie amazing is the soundtrack and like the whole feel that they have in space. They, it gives it this. It's a very unique. Um, I don't know. Different than any of the other movies feel uh, to to follow this group around and the fight that they have at the end with with Ronan. I, I love this movie. It has the perfect balance of humor, adventure, and the music is just is just over the top, phenomenal. Um, and, and like the the way that I know that it has that perfect feeling, I was. This is another thing I talk about with uh, with my wife is that in Infinity War, when they cut to space and they they have the music come on in the background, you immediately know whose storyline you're following because mm. it has that uh, their their own I don't know cachet their own their own thing that's so different than everything else that. I, I, this is one of the movies, one of the Marvel movies that I can just watch over and over and over again. And I just never get sick. of It's just, it's perfect. This was uh, definitely a movie that made comic book movies like truly fun and entertaining for yeah. me. Um, yeah. Just pure entertainment, pure fun. You know, it didn't take itself too, too seriously. Um, wasn't campy. That was the amazing thing is they managed to pull it all off without any camp whatsoever, really, for the most part. I, so Another comparison, something I just said, the matrix in 1999 revolutionized how movies were made action movies. Specifically. I think that guardians of the galaxy actually changed how Marvel movies were made. It did so well with the humor, uh, and the soundtrack. You can even throw the soundtrack in. And I would attest all of that to James Gunn being absolutely brilliant with the humor, but still creating characters that you care about making them serious, but stupid. I mean, Dave Batista as Drax is so just good. incredible. <laughs> yeah, and you true. care. You care about his character. He's hilarious and he's so serious and so devoted to his mission, but he's so dumb. And it's a, <laughs> and it's and it's a, it's really amazing. And um I didn't really like Batista until I saw that movie. I'm like, "Oh, he's actually good." Like he's he's, 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 he's funny. He's, he's a legend. I yeah. I think when the whole gun, James Gunn uh like firing happened, I think that they lost, I think that Marvel and Disney lost a really big presence in their writers and producers room for ideas and creativity as great as Feige is. I'm not going to knock down anything on Feige being in charge here, but I think that gun was a huge part of what they were doing and not a knock on Captain Marvel, but I think Captain Marvel actually missed some of that like wit and humor that gun maybe could have added if he wasn't already pushed out of the picture with what was going mm, on back I then. I think that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guardians, of the, I, I remember seeing guardians of the galaxy by myself. I went at, on a rainy Sunday morning to like a 10 AM showing. And it was one of my favorite movie going experiences in my entire life. Love <laughs> that awesome. movie. That's the, an, that's an excellent pick. The ongoing joke too, where, where, uh, Rocket just wants to steal people's prosthetics. I, I can't get yes. enough of that joke. And, and the way it comes back in every movie, like it's just the the scene in Infinity War with with the Winter Soldier and like how much for the gun, how much for the arm. It gets me every time. I laugh. It's just it's that's that's such a funny thing. It's so good. I also think that uh, that movie set up 
Thor kind of coming back as like a character that people would love because without the success of that one, I don't think you get the same success for Thor Ragnarok, which kind of redefined Mm -hmm. Chris Hemsworth's Thor and made him like a really likable hero. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. I said the only negative effect of this movie is that Suicide Squad came up pretty much because of this. Yeah. Like, oh, we can do a good soundtrack too. Isn't this cool? Yeah, we can do a cheap movie that's funny and and cool. No, you can't. No. Sit down, DC. That was the biggest disappointment. Yeah, they just need to stop it. I mean, just just let it go. Just let it go. Let it die. Although, although, making that comparison, James, James Gunn is filming... Uh, Suicide Squad with DC right now. Nah, so just, there's just nothing he can do. I don't even think he can save this. Really, we well, shall. Joker's not going to we'll be it, so they might be able to save it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like my Joker on methamphetamine, with lots of tats, <laughs> grills. Oh my god, like ice cream cone tattoo. It looks like fucking Gucci man. <laughs> yep. No, he looks like a juggler. Like I said before, a juggler Joker. He looks like a juggler. That's exactly what he looked oh like. He looked like a juggler. Dude. Seriously. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. I smoke rocks. Go ninja. Go ninja. Go. All right, John. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> hey, hey, y- y'all want to buy some rocks from me, man? Peanut butter and crack sandwich. Um, so I'm going to throw out Deadpool once again can beat you to death with his dick I'm actually surprised there wasn't a kill like that in any of the comic books where he just it's like oh, it'll grow back and just rips it off and just like blows it through somebody's ear um, so besides like the super super high violence which is always a big thing for me especially with superheroes the darker end of it is the fact that he's aware that he's in a comic book or a movie Mm -hmm. which is such a unique Mm -hmm. thing in every way um which makes it more believable i don't know anyway i just love it i love the guns love the blood love the humor uh super crass uh once again he's aware what's going on what do they call that breaking the third wall or whatnot yeah, fourth, the fourth, he does fourth wall. The fourth wall. Fourth he does wall. that in the comics, too. So, yeah. so when Deadpool came out, I don't think I've ever had any more fun in my life than explaining what breaking the fourth wall means to people. And it comes, <laughs> so it comes, it comes from the theater because on a stage, there's three walls. And the fourth Ooh. wall is the wall between the stage and the audience. Mm. And so breaking the fourth wall is engaging the audience and bringing them into the room with you. That's where the term breaking the fourth wall comes from. And I remember having to explain that to somebody in the movie theater and getting like all giddy about it because nobody does it better. Literally, Bernie Bernie Mac used to do it in, in the, what was it called? The Bernie Mac show? Yeah, yeah the Bernie Mac show. show. Yeah, yeah. Yep. he used to have these moments where like someone would do something stupid and he would like stare at the camera and be like, can you believe this fool? Like Bernie <laughs> Mac would have these breaking the fourth wall moments. It's, I am such a, I'm such a, like kid for meta jokes, him making the jokes about like there only being two X-Men in the house because of the budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> him making jokes about like superhero landings and like even in the second Deadpool when he's like, you're so dark, are you sure you're not from the DC universe? Like <laughs> yeah. stuff like that just like gets me going. Or I him going back in time it. to kill the the Deadpool, the first try at Deadpool yeah, the, at the Wolverine movie. Yes. Which Wolverine movie? From the Wolverine. That? I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. just, uh, yeah, what was it called? Uh, Wolverine Origins or whatever? Origins, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's, yeah, yeah, when he's yeah. Deadpool in that. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, he's just looking at the action figure on the desk. 
<laughs> yep. And there's but, just nobody, there's nobody more perfect than Ryan Reynolds to play that character. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, perfect. I mean, then like, you know, it, then the dark humor, like, oh, I'm going to go back in time and strangle Hitler as a baby, you know, but actually have to think about it like, oh, it's bad. Yep. But, yep. um, yeah, well, I, I like that. It's it was him like single hand, like Ryan Reynolds single hand, like got that movie greenlit because they had done test footage like years prior and he yeah. leaked it onto Reddit. And that's how like yeah. he got that huge fan buzz. And it was like the opening scene of the movie, the car, like the car fighting scene. It was just a bunch yeah, of like green was, screen stuff. I, I can't even tell you how many times I watched that that mm-hmm. leaked, uh, test footage because I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, guys, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. When he's like in the car, just like fighting. Uh, he's like speaking in Spanish to them. He's like, no, habla. It's like it's, <laughs> stabbing it's just, people. Yeah, he's just stabbing people in the car. It's so good. It's so good. I, I mean, everything from the opening scene of that movie when they're doing like the rolling credit, not rolling credits when they're doing like the opening credits kind yeah. of. And like, he's like a better looking Hugh Jackman, like pops up like on the screen. <laughs> you're like, Oh God, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> Guys, we might want to just a heads up. My, my dog sees a squirrel. So there might be a bark in a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Scarlet's God. Scarlet's got, got a thing for squirrels. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll stick, I'll stick with the light stuff too. So I'll do Thor Ragnarok from 2017. Um, only seen it one time, but it's probably one of like my top five most enjoyable, like movie watching experiences ever. And just also like super underrated cast. As far as like supporting cast goes, I mean, you got like Tom Hiddleston, Kate Blanchett, Idris, Jeff Goldblum, Tessa Thompson, Carl Urban from The Boys, Anthony Hopkins, Mark Ruffalo, and then also Matt Damon makes a cameo, which was very Matt Damon unexpected. makes a fantastic so cameo. In that Matt Damon. <laughs> Damon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I turned to BJ. I was was it BJ? Who was that? BJ, did we see that together? Uh, I, don't I, don't think so. we, I don't think we said, I don't know who I saw with, but I turned them. I was like, Oh my God, that was Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what are you talking about? I was like, that was Matt Damon. I swear to God. And not only that, the guy who was playing like Thor across Thor, from Matt yeah. Damon was the unknown Hemsworth brother, not Liam. Yeah. It was the other Hemsworth brother. Yep. <laughs> Just hilarious too. <laughs> it makes it even more that meta. That's yeah. 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 The Westworld Hemsworth. <laughs> yes. Yes. The Westworld Hemsworth. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then I you got it. Yeah, what's his name? Anthony Hopkins. Him like seeing when Thor shows up. Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I'm I'm in a minority here, and it was is this will tie into what my pick ends up. My my next pick is I was in the minority of people who loved the first Thor movie. I absolutely loved it. I considered putting it on my top three. I picked a different movie instead, though. But like, I love Hemsworth as Thor, and I actually think that the humor was there in the first movie. They lost it in the second movie. Yeah, the uh, Dark World. It was a terrible, terrible movie. Um, but like, you know, you got Stellan Skarsgård, you got Natalie Portman. It was it was amazing. I loved all the supporting cast and and like his team and his band of. of players that were with him but Ragnarok Taika Waititi I'm so excited for Jojo Rabbit which is coming out I think it's out actually in the area oh Jojo yeah that looks like it's gonna be fantastic as Korg you know that's a rock paper scissors joke you know (laughs) (laughs) him and Meek like oh you're the new Doug like everything (laughs) I, I was constantly laughing but also super engaged in the story and excited and I loved Hela I actually really enjoyed Hela as a villain 
Yeah. So oh, she I was, was great. Just, I was yeah, just going to say there good. was you guys. I, I can't remember what episode I was listening to, uh, but one one of your uh, AJCS shows, you you mentioned Hella, and like it seemed like you guys were kind of a little iffy on whether she was like one of the good villains, and I think she's one of the best villains in the MCU. I thought she was phenomenal. She oh, she crushed whoa, we're that. dropping yeah. MCU. Wow. Okay. Watch. Hold it's, off with the acronyms here, buddy. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I think the Hella thing is that it's there's a lot of debate around it with like the hardcore Marvel movie fans with the MCU fans that like she was a fantastic villain and they fell short on her that the movie fell short on her that she could have done so much more. I don't think that her end was given proper justice per, per, personally. But we'll like I remember end. walking out even this is before Black Panther. This is before Killmonger. I was like, they did a great villain. Oh my God. I loved her as a villain. And then like, you think about it a little bit more and you're like, she was a great villain, but they, I think they could have done a little bit more with her. It's not Kate Blanchett's fault though. I mean, she was chewing no. up that CGI green screen scenery. Oh, she was, she's like she Cruella DeVille fantastic. pretty yeah, much. She was. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a perfect comparison. Yes. She was great. <laughs> that's so good. But then also just to kind of wrap it up too. I mean, you have Jeff Goldblum wearing blue eyeliner. I mean, you can't get any better than that. He Jeff was hilarious. Jeff is always in such a treat. He's just like a sweet little cupcake. Every movie that he shows so up good. in these days. No matter how terrible the movie is, if Jeff Goldblum shows up, it gets like a one point bump. Yep. I don't know. I don't know why. It always pops into my head every time I see him. He comes on the screen. I always just go, aw. And I don't know why. I don't Jeff. know why. Aww. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> like your old pal, Jeff. Oh. Um, one of my best friends is super obsessed with Jeff Goldblum and has like pictures in his uh, condo, like big, like poster sized pictures of like Jeff Goldblum, like dressed up as like other famous historic characters. That's amazing. <laughs> there is a video somewhere of Jeff Goldblum reacting to people who people's tattoos of Jeff Goldblum. And it's amazing. Yeah. If you have like the Graham Norton show, I think. Is that what Something it was? Like yeah, the, probably. I think so. <laughs> um, all right. My number two pick, um, my number two pick, I'm going to do Avengers Infinity War. Mm. And I'm going to save my Thor comparison one for my final pick because we're doing Snake. So I'm going to go back to back here. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Avengers Infinity War, not Endgame, Infinity War. Uh, and I think the truth is that over time thinking about it, I do think I like Endgame more after watching it multiple times now, hmm. but infinity war, when I walked out of infinity war, I said, without a doubt in my mind, that's the best superhero movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it affected me so heavily. I was so engaged in the story. I, it, what a roller coaster of emotions from like the humor between star Lord and Spider-Man when they're on Titan to the emotion of the snap that it brings out. Like you knew it was coming. Everybody from the opening scene when they're in Doctor Strange's house uh, on Bleecker Street, when they're talking about, you know, he could snap his finger and wipe out the universe. You knew that that's how the movie was going to end. You knew he was going to do it. Yet the entire time you're still on the edge of the seat being like Thor. Yeah. In the heart. He's not going to do it. He's not. Oh, my God. He did it. And then all of a sudden, Spider-Man turns to dust. Black Panther turns to dust. Scarlet Witch turns to dust. You're like, what is going on? And then it just ends. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you have to wait a year to find out what happens next. Do, 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 do. Like, 
<laughs> Bill, Bill, you need to back away yes. from the microphone. I can hear you breathing heavily right now. <laughs> <laughs> Drooling. My, Are we best friends again, Bill? My erection oh. is just banging into the bottom of the desk. Are we best friends again, Bill? That's just my penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can't. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, this this is another one that was going to be on my list. I didn't want to duplicate, but I mean, it's. It, I, I agree with you. I came out of this movie and basically with the with the impression that that was that was the best movie experience I've ever had in my life because yep. I did not know expect the snap like to to me and up until this point in in Marvel they always win and like that's fine I I don't mind like knowing that that's what's it's how you get there it's the story like it's all good I I don't really care that it's somewhat predictable. This was not fucking predictable. I fucking was thrown for a loop when people started getting dusted. And I was like, well, there's got to be more to the movie. There's got to be more. We're at like three hours. How is this possible? That can't be the end of the movie. And then it goes black. It's like, the <laughs> fuck just happened? Like, I, I remember just coming out of there unbelievably confused because I knew that there were other movies. Like, at that point, I think that we knew that there was going to be another Spider-Man. There was going to be another Doctor Strange. I was like, how? Yep. I don't understand. Like, how did this yep. How did this just happen? Um. And again, the humor in it was was amazing. And I think I've told I remember I yelled at Max on this uh, when we were talking about the uh, our favorite villains episode that I think that Thanos is an unbelievable villain. And they did an amazing job of intertwining so a ridiculous number of storylines into into one. Yeah. All right. I, I got something really fucked up to say here um, about <laughs> the snap. So this. So, you know, in Endgame, when everyone comes back, they reverse the the snap. Um, And everyone comes back to the exact same spot they were in when they first vanished, right? Right. Yeah. So what about, like, the people who were, like, in planes or maybe they were in buildings and over these, what was it, like, five years later? Like, over those five years, like, those buildings were knocked down and other buildings were built and then they just (laughs) just appear in a wall. (laughs) <laughs> or they're just, just in just, a wall. It's just raining people. <laughs> like, oh shit, we yeah. forgot about that. Classic beegers with the nitpicking. Damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you here on one thing. And um so take it take this in a in a grander space. Uh the the earth is revolving around the sun, the sun is moving through the Milky Way, the Milky Way is moving through the universe. We're never in the same point. If they returned you to Earth then they didn't return you to where you were five years ago. They returned you to approximately your place on Earth, which is very different than the same exact point in space in like an Jesus XYZ Christ, kind of thing. Jesus Christ, so, I didn't sign take, up for this. Take, so he could takes a hit of the joint. <laughs> just your opinion, man, you know? Well, dude. They could have so, easily put you like in the same area up and down, north, north, south, or whatever. What if you're like two people who vanished like you ended up buying their place and you're just like laying there in bed with your wife or something and then these two people just pop up yeah. imagine <laughs> just fall right imagine into the you're bed. having sex when you disappeared both of you and then you come <laughs> back like still in the missionary position just like oh hey wow sick we're back whoa what happened all right let's just yeah, how'd that get in there whoa <laughs> hot sauce was halfway going up the butt as he disappeared the hot sauce bottle just broke on the floor you come back <laughs> <laughs> no, the one that the one that lethal really dose. Up, the, the thought of it was like if if somebody was like nine months pregnant and that baby got ghosted, dusted, and then is returned. <laughs> um, to, uh, oh my god! Um, sl- sl- you guys are slow your this. roll, dude. You're you don't absolutely want to jinx ruining it. this right now. 
You are totally ruining this, and I hate all of you. <laughs> but in actuality, though, on, on the Thanos note, and we can move on after this, one of the best things that they did with Thanos, so in the comic book Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos is already on a quest to collect the stones because he is the Mad Titan. He's a power-hungry, lunatic, sociopath. And Lady Death, who is a character in the comic books, he's in love with her. He's so infatuated with her. And she gives him a mission to wipe out half the universe. And he uses the the stones. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Beegers, if I'm not getting this right, but I think this is the storyline. But he uses the stones to show her how quickly he can do it. So that would not have flown in the MCU. That would not have worked. Nobody would have cared about that storyline. It makes it believable when he becomes this like, I want to be a martyr. I want to save. I don't even I don't even care. I, I actually don't care about being a martyr. I don't care if people remember me. I'm doing what needs to be done. This is necessary for the survival of the, the galaxy, the universe. I need to wipe out all life. You'll thank me later. And it made him, it made him, uh, scary. It made him, you know, like a a guy on a mission that he would even kill the only thing in this world that he loved. You know, when you see a sociopath like that cry on Mm. Vormir, when he kills Gamora, spoiler alert, um, (laughs) you know, like you're like, wow, he's super dedicated to this mission. He will actually wipe out half half of the population. Sounds like Bill. There's nothing wrong with being a passionate person and having strong moral compasses. Now look, sometimes those compasses don't point in the right direction, but that's not my fault. <laughs> It's right. suddenly me, John, and BJ just disappear from the call. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just me and my best friend, Bill, again. <laughs> um, all right. So my last pick, um, my last pick, I'm going to go with, I'm doing another Marvel movie. We have a lot of Marvel movies here, but I am going with Captain America, the, f- the, the first <laughs> Avenger. Oh, my God. The very first... <laughs> He says that every time I bring this up. The very first Captain America movie. A movie that when I walked out of the theater, I hated. I did not like it. I was like, I was so excited. We have Captain America. We have, uh, uh, what's, oh my God, why am I blacking out his name? Steve Rogers? Yeah, no, but what's the actor? Oh Oh my God. Chris Evans. Yeah. We have Chris Evans. We have Hugo Weaving as Red Skull. Like, Mm. I was so excited for this movie i absolutely hated it it is one of my favorite marvel movies now and one of my favorite movies to watch now i love this movie so much and i don't really know what else to say beyond that it's hard to defend because when i say that to people they're like how could you not pick like civil war how could you not pick the winter soldier like there's such better movies like it's a it's an opinion thing when when they're sitting there the night before his surgery when he's sitting with um when he's sitting with the doctor and he goes, tonight we have a drink. And he goes, oh, wait, tomorrow you have surgery. You don't drink. He goes, ah, we'll save it for another time. He goes, save it for another time. Why would I save it for another time? I, I don't have surgery tomorrow. I'm going to drink right now. Like it's, it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite lines from, I mean, from, from anything. You got Hugo Weaving, you have Samuel Jackson, obviously, Tommy Lee Jones and oh, yeah. Stanley, Stanley, Stanley Tucci, Toby Jones, uh, like it's just, it's an awesome cast. It's a fun movie. 
He's such a badass. And I think it's also a testament to how I feel about Captain America. I'm not super like wear your American flag pants on 4th of July kind of guy. Like I'm American. I love where I come from, but I'm not going to like go run around and be like, this is the greatest country in the world. Like stop my feet about it. You know, like, <laughs> so Captain America to me is very cliche. And as I read more Captain America, and as I see more Captain America in movies, I fall in love with him more and more every single time. And this movie I think is, is like where that started for me. So it's almost nostalgic. I'm going to leave it at that. I just remember, you know, the, the chasing scene, right? When that, um, like the bad Nazi kills Stanley Tucci and he starts like running out and the good thing, you know, to go into the submarine and all that stuff. Did you just watch that scene of the bad Nazi? Huh? Yeah. Uh, did redundant. I say the bad Nazi? Oh, it's the redundant. bad Nazi? The Nazi. Oh, the bad one. You know, the bad one. <laughs> they're, they're all bad. <laughs> Compared to the good ones. There was good people on both sides. Oh, God. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, but when, uh, when Chris Evans is just like running barefoot down the street and sprinting, like I wanted to just leave the theater and just start running. Yeah, right? I got so pumped up from that. You wanted to go punch a Nazi in the face. Yeah, a bad one. <laughs> a bad one. <laughs> it's not a good one. Only the bad ones. Beezers, you sighed when I brought it up. What are you going to say? Oh, my God. First off, it's the worst Captain America movie. It's just, it's, and secondly, like, this point in the MCU, this was, like, when they were really low. Like, a lot, they had, like, a few, like, flops around this time. Like, they had this one. They had the second Thor movie. Um... They were just like struggling a little bit and then they, they, they pulled it back together and everything is great and wonderful. But just this, this was a low point for Marvel. I love this movie. I, so I'm <laughs> I stand by my statement. All right. So I actually, I agree with you on Thor one, Thor one, I think is really underrated. People hate on it. I think it's, I think yep. it's got great humor. Um, the, like the, mon- the monster villain thing is kind of silly, I think, but the rest of the movie is, is great. Um, yeah. So my confusion comes from where you initially had a good opinion, um, where it was a bad movie, <laughs> and then you had a very bad opinion. How did you change your mind? This is such a bad movie. It's terrible. It's not. It it's is not though. It's so good. Look, look. To be clear, what Bill's been waiting for. To be clear, yes, Ounce. yes. To be clear, <laughs> I not only think this is a bad movie. I think this is by far the worst. Marvel movie, like I would over Thor Dark World. I would take Thor Dark World over this. I would take Hulk with uh, Ed Norton over this. It is, it is. uh, That's blasphemy. That is pure puppycock. It is like damn it, man. Two hours of like an anti-bullying campaign. That's that's the whole. Oh, did anyone put a timer on this? How long their their uh, best friendship lasted? Uh, About twenty five. Got on and off twice in this episode. It's gone on and off twice in this episode. <laughs> Look, again, I, I, I said I said it's an unpopular opinion, and and again, everyone's entitled to their wrong opinions. So you know, whatever. But <laughs> no, look, I, again, I one of one of my friends who I see most Marvels movie Marvels Marvel movies with knows that I feel this way, and constantly gives me brandon bj he constantly picks on me about this he's like oh well you think it's going to be the next captain captain america the first avenger or something like it's 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 a personal thing and again i hated it when i walked out of the theater i i walked out and i was like that might be the one of the worst movies i've ever seen and every time i watch it since it makes me love it more and more and more i i i really can't tell you why beyond the fact that like 
I just fall in love with that character and like his story arc, him getting there, Bucky fighting the Nazis, like overcoming Tommy Lee Jones. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's great. It's really, it's a really fun story. And on top of that, I loved how everybody was like, Oh, well, Red Skull's gone. I was the first person that was like, Nope, Nope. He just got sucked up by the, by the Tesseract. He's totally going to be back. And when he came back in Infinity War, circling back to our, my second pick when we were best friends, <laughs> I actually jumped out of my seat when he popped up on screen. I was like, oh my God, it's Red Skull. He did jump up out of his he seat did. because I was sitting right in front of him. He and was. He jumped up and grabbed my shoulders and shook yes. me. And I meant, I meant to mention this when we were talking about Infinity War. Another reason why Infinity War is amazing is because. I reacted when Thor comes through the Bifrost yes. with Stormbreaker for the first time. I actually, like at a football game, when someone scores a touchdown, I jumped out of my seat and went, let's go! <laughs> In a movie theater, a fully packed movie theater. I I got so jacked up. But yeah, so I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised that everybody disagrees with me on Captain America. I'm used to it. I'm 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 on an island by myself, and I will I'll watch it by myself. I don't give a shit. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> little little secret here is since uh, you don't read the emails, we we all had planned to uh, really tear into you for this choice. <laughs> it was a preemptive uh, attack, like a pre-planned attack. <laughs> I stand my ground. Says says the dummy. All right, who's next? <laughs> wow, wow, it's all good. Uh, again, I, I take pride in, in loving this movie. Good for you. Um, good for you, buddy. Hopefully, I don't get attacked as much right here for mine. But uh, my my last pick here is gonna be Watchmen from two thousand and nine. Oh fuck you! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a fucking okay. All right, moving on. Just on sheer principle. Fuck you. That movie's garbage. Dude, all the costumes were literally like just shit bought at like the dollar store. Like it just, I don't understand the aesthetic at all. Oh, wait, oh, John, you're being serious. You don't like Watchmen. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not down with it. I, I'm going to watch the HBO show, but the movie, dude, I HBO couldn't do it. I wow. could. No. I, I like the movie, but I, I much rather read the comic book over and over and over again. Yeah. So that's the thing, though. Yeah. I mean, I think as far as movies go, this is like the closest thing to a comic book that was on screen. I mean, it's a visual comic book in the theater. You know, it took scenes and dialogue straight out of the panels and just put it straight yeah. into the th- right, right yeah. into the screen, which I thought was great. Um, really, the only thing that he changed was the ending, which I thought was actually better than the ending in the comic. Yeah, it worked for the movie. Yeah. Because if they did the ending from the comic book and put that in the movie, everyone would be like, that was stupid. Why'd that happen? Yeah. Although it seems like the TV show is kind of keeping faithful the, to the yeah. comic. The, yeah. The awesome. raining squid. If you guys have not watched the TV show yet. If you're not hooked after like the first five, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you just don't know good TV. <laughs> he literally, what did you say to me earlier, Beechers? You were like, you were like, if you're not hooked after the first five minutes, I'm going to start questioning our friendship or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, <what I'm> <laughs> I haven't watched yet. He said it's amazing. So uh, I'm excited. It's really good. I, yeah, I, uh, so so I I love that movie. I, I never, I didn't know anything about Watchmen going into it. Um, I, I had never read the comic. I knew nothing about it and I didn't even see it in theaters. I think I saw it on TV like years and years later at like two in the morning, you know, super stoned or something, you know, like being <laughs> like, Oh, I've been meaning to watch this and being like, Oh, huh, that was fantastic. <laughs> like, um, yeah. 
I saw yeah, it in theaters I, and I loved it. I mean, just even from like just the intro with the whole the the, the montage of the history of what happened because mm-hmm. they did a great job of explaining that. Like in the comic, they kind of say it, it during like you know dispos- you know expositions and stuff, but for it to set it up as like the title credits with all the history of what happened with superheroes being in the world since like the sixties in like the fifties or whatever was great. Mm-hmm. That and, and also Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Patrick Wilson, I thought were both excellent. I was literally on the tip of my tongue. I said Patrick Wilson and Jeffrey Dean Morgan are like two of my probably top twenty actors. I just yeah. love I love both of them so much. Um, yeah, yeah. Fight scenes were great. Yep. I've got a funny uh, Watchmen story. So I was home from school, I guess, around when it came out. And I was going to meet up with uh, one of our friends to go see it in theaters. And on my way there, I'm sitting at a red light. I go past it once it turns green. And then I immediately get pulled over driving one of my parents' cars. I'm like, what What did I do? I was like, what was going on? And they come over, they're like, uh, license and registration. I hand it to them. They come back. They're like, your registration's expired. I was like, Oh, my parents suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, um, so I ended up not being able to go to the movie. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> that was such weird. So, um, John, I don't know if you remember this. I went this, I saw this in college with our friend Ryan, but it took like three times to see this movie because like every single time we tried to go see it, something happened. Oh, really? Like, so like the cops, yeah, like we were like pre-gaming one time, the cops showed up like another time. I think like everybody got sick on something like it like, kept on trying to see it, and people just kept on having to back out for some weird reason. It's kind of strange. Um, but I just remember once the movie ended, I just thought it's like, oh, I mean, Scott Snyder needs to do a Batman movie. He has to. And I kind of regret thinking that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, that said, I mean, the Batman grapple gun fight scene and uh, Batman v Superman is still the best Batman fought scene ever. So at least give Snyder credit for that. Martha. Oh, you have a mother named Martha, too. His mother's name is Martha. <sighs> what? Cut, cut scene. Who are you? I'm a friend of your son's. <laughs> <laughs> you be my mother now <laughs> mom <laughs> mommy 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 is your mom, mom also sleeping <laughs> is your mom also on a farm romping <laughs> and churning butter <laughs> they write me letters <laughs> all right let's move on uh, yeah, again again don't don't go get me started on beat homes i'm gonna do it all night <laughs> <laughs> whose turn is it now i think it's john Oh, okay. So yeah, we'll throw out Hellboy there. Um, I don't have too much to say about Hellboy. Once again, defend home with penis. Uh, do the math. That's there. Um, it's good that there's uh, you know something from the occult that can be included um, mm. in the comic book movie thing, which is really fun. It gives a little extra. Um, Ron Perlman is just a he's he's a national treasure. He's so bad he's good. <laughs> And uh, yeah. you get Guillermo del Toro. Any any of his works are usually kind of fun. Um, still kind of campy, but they did rely a lot on practical effects, which I appreciated because they'll hold up a lot better. The most <coughs> recent iteration was so-so. Every time I watch it, I like it more. Um, but hmm. it was still kind of a it. piece of shit. I had to watch it twice just to understand what was happening. It was so disjointed. Hmm. Yeah, the new Also bad Nazis, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all about the bad Nazis in that yeah. one. Nazis. Yeah. The the only the best part about the new one for me, I play a video game with a guy from Germany, and we just kind of fuck around and just say Guten Tag to each other all the time. Yeah, like whenever something happens, we're just like oh Guten Tag, which is hello in German. <laughs> and that one scene, 
in like the flashback of Hellboy being brought to Earth that like one American superhero just shows up. He goes, Guten Tag, motherfuckers. And like kills them all. That was the highlight of the movie for me. I literally texted my buddy in Germany. I was like, oh my God, this movie's so bad, but there's this one guy who says Guten Tag, motherfuckers. I was, like, I was so excited about it. I was like, and he kills a bunch of Nazis. I was like, it's great. Oh yeah, sorry about that your was, history. Huh. Yeah, sorry about your history, buddy. But not really though, because I'm Jewish, so fuck you. <laughs> Dog motherfuckers. I have to say that it was funnier. It was much funnier than the the previous two. Um, But either way, time will tell. Mm -hmm. I'd be interested if they did a second one and try to give it a better shot. But yeah, so that's where we are. I don't have too much to say about it. It's Hellboy. It is what it is. It's not great. I can't remember. Didn't they leave it open for a second one? I feel like they did. They did. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Uh, It was. It was Mm. bad though. Yeah. Basically, it should. Stay in hell. So that. Throw that one out there. We can keep moving and speed things up. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, it was great. Guillermo uh, yeah, del Toro was great with the monsters and that. That's that. Mm. Pacific Rim was better. All right. <laughs> Did we just go it's there? All right. Yeah, I'm up. I'm up. Um, All right. So uh, my uh, my last one is uh, it's a, I don't know if everyone knows it's a comic book, but uh, we talked about it in the movie. We did a podcast on this one and I talked about it then. But uh, is the men in black. I love I, I love the Men in Black. It's Ooh. one of my favorite movies of all time. I think Will it's Will Smith at his prime. It is hilarious, great action. Uh, what's the guy we just talked about him in Captain America? Um, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Tommy yeah, Tommy. Jones, great. I just I love a movie that can build something. You know, it doesn't it doesn't take like an alternate universe. They just say like this is this is your world, and we're gonna build something into it, and like and they make it believable. And I think that's they think they did a perfect job executing that with this movie. And it's, it's just a great story. I, I can watch it over and over and over again. And it is a comic, so it technically counts. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. It does and, count. And just like that, Bill and I are best friends again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start the timer. <laughs> I love the first Men in Black movie so much, dude. So That's much. The, the, I remember when I was a kid watching Will Smith chase down the garbage truck in the opening scene to chase down the alien. And I was like, Will Smith is the fastest man alive. I was so jacked up in that scene. It's, it's oh dude, men, in, yeah, men in black. I, I mean, ripped horn at Zed. I mean, oh, he's so good. Come on. You know, we're not hosting an intergalactic kegger here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go get him. Tiger. Yeah. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I held up like, like a butter knife as a kid, put my sunglasses on and be like, <laughs> know, pretend to be using whatever it's called. I can't remember. The, the neuralizer. The neuralizer. The, neur- the flashy yeah. thingy. The flashy, the flashy thingy. thingy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they had one like at McDonald's in a happy meal. And I oh, drove my parents nuts about getting one. <laughs> Like absolutely, I was like, I gotta get one. I'd be like, I have to get one. It's, it's, it'd be like, I, I need it. Yeah, per, per, like perfect blend though of comedy, action, and then just sci-fi mythos. Yep, it's for everybody. And and uh, and oh my god, what's his name? Kingpin in Daredevil. Um, oh uh, shit, uh, the bad he's guy. the cockroach. Uh, yeah, the cockroach. Uh, what is his name? Uh, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. I got this. I got this. I got this. Shh. 
He is also in the cell. He is in Law and Order. Hockey pants. Um, Hockey mm, pants. I can tell you all the things he's been in. Vincent. Uh, Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio. How about how about um, Vincent D'Onofrio when when he's in Queens? I put my hands uh, uh, on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Tim does a perfect impression of that. Well, he so he good. does a perfect impression of the country wife that he uh, that got left behind too. That, <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, yeah. that episode. More water. Yeah. <laughs> And then David Cross with the cockroaches just don't do that. <laughs> don't do what? <laughs> at the morgue. David Cross working at a morgue is probably the most accurate depiction <laughs> of David Cross. The man's a ghoul. He's a fucking yeah, he's ghoul. such a ghoul. He's if he wasn't a successful ghoul. comedian, that's what he would be doing in real life. And then uh, Tony Shalhoub as the guy whose head regrows. You know, that really stings when you do that working at the shop. I mean, it's the, just a fantastic the, movie. The, the pug you scene okay. where he's shaking the pug. I think we all agree that that's a, it's a real pug too, which is what makes it so yep. great. Like it's a real yeah. dog. It's shaking. It's literally shaking the shit out of a dog. <laughs> yeah. Call back though. Definitely listen to our men in black episodes. Probably one of the best ones we have. Yeah. That's actually oh, fun yeah, times. We're that, that was good stuff. That's all right. right. Finish it up. Last one. Yeah. All right. Spider-Man 2. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Tobey Maguire one. I yeah, Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi. Yeah. <laughs> should have seen that coming. Is this where he goes emo? No. That's no, three. No, thank no, God. That's three? Yeah, okay. Thank God. No. But this, this is uh, one of my favorite representations of Spider-Man because he's like always just down on his luck. Like his personal life sucks. He has no money. He's like just struggling to get by. And then at the same time, he's Spider-Man full time. And also, I, I remember which movie we were talking about earlier, but like talking about the campiness, how like that movie ha- like removed the campiness. I think it was Guardians. Yeah. But this, what I actually like a lot about Spider-Man 2 is the campiness to it, which gives it like a very comic book feel to it rather than like a very real feel. Like it went, it went far enough with the campiness that you're like, Oh, I'm watching a comic book movie, but I'm watching a live action comic book. Very true. I'm just just happy they moved on from Toby. Uh, Whenever Toby's straining, it always looks like that meme of him looking like he's shitting himself. (laughs) (laughs) I love that meme. I love that gift. I I have two words for you. Alfred Molina. He yeah, he's he is great is as Doc Ock. Fantastic as Doc. That's Ock. true. That's yeah, true. yeah. He is he is, and I think it's a testament to something we've kind of talked about this entire episode is that when you have a good villain, it makes for a better movie. He was a fantastic villain, almost kind of like almost a Darth Vader esque villain in the sense that he has a redemption arc in the mm-hmm. end. You know, he like kind of comes back to which is not typical of Doc Ock like in the comic books at all, but they did such a good job with making Molina's version of it so personable and so caring and so like dedicated to Peter Parker, the person that when he realizes what he's done in the end, he just sacrifices himself. And it's so great. It's really, really fantastic. Mm. I think it's, I think it's what really rounds out that movie. And also, I mean, it's not just that movie, but JK Simmons as uh, he's so good. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson is, I mean, he's great in this. He was born to be J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. yeah. When he, he is the cartoon comic book guy. Did everyone here see the most recent Spider-Man? Yes. I want to. I haven't. I haven't seen any of the new ones. 
who said I want to? Is that Max or Bill? Me. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see it. I'm, I'm am gonna I allowed? To am it. I allowed to say a spoiler? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. In the extra credit scene, J. Uh, J. K. Simmons pops up as J. Jonah Jameson again. I love that. Yeah, he's, I think he's, I he's, that. Re- he's reprising the role, and like, Perfect. I loved, I loved the movie. But when that happened, I uh, once again jumped out of my seat with excitement. I was like, "He's back! Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> I was with my, I was also with my twelve-year-old cousin. Like, <laughs> he's like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Shh, you'll understand one day." <laughs> you don't. Understand. This is big. This is big. This is this is grown up stuff. Shut your mouth, kid. It's funny. It's funny going back through uh, like everybody's picks. Every time someone mentioned something, I was like, "Ah, Dan, that is a really good movie." And when you just when you when you picked this one, Beezers, it's funny. I spent like most of yesterday trying to be like, "I wonder what movies Beezers is going to pick." Because my because you we all knew each other's picks except for you, so this was all a surprise to you. Oh yeah, that's that's how I like doing it though. I like fuck it, we'll do it live, man. You know. I'm just here to have a well, good time. So you guys all knew that I was going to pick Captain America and ganged up on me. It sucks. <laughs> I thought I was really going to throw like a corkscrew in it. Everyone would be like, wait, is this guy really picking this movie right now? Like, seriously? <laughs> wait, wait for the dramatic pause and everyone's like, ah, oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> ah, who the fuck does this guy think he is? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we kind of had to tell each other ahead of time. Otherwise, we all would have had the Dark Knight on there. That's, in, I mean, in hindsight, we that, probably should have just that's a done testament. an entire episode. <laughs> top one. Just, just the entire episode on Batman. That's it. Just, just done that. Just done that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we'll, it, we will definitely do that at some point. I think we'll have to that, do a that, Batman month as well. And that's I will, a test, yeah, that's just a testament to, to how good that movie is, though. The fact that, like, that's probably the one movie that everybody wanted to put on their list. Right. Yep. Yep. Automatically. Yep. All right. Well, we're almost two hours into this this mini this episode. Mini episode. So, um, yeah, real mini. <laughs> it sounds like your average mini episode. <laughs> Very true. That is true. Par for the course. Yep. Anything else you guys want to cover before we get out of here? Yes. Thanks for ac- okay. asking, Max. Beezers. Of course. What are you wearing today? <laughs> oh, man. I'm not wearing any comic book attire right now. Sorry, end the show. I'm done. Just lie, dude. Come on. Cue the music. A little t-shirt. What a loser. And I don't have any socks on. Here I am trying to plug the best segment of your show, and you (laughs) blow it. You blow it. Everybody's favorite segment. Obviously, Bill's favorite segment, and you ruined it. Just lie. God. That's why we can't have nice things, BJ. So much nicer telling the truth. (laughs) That's what Batman would do. Yeah, that's a real captain. I'm not wearing anything. That's a real captain. I'm not wearing hockey pants. (laughs) Actually, uh, I'm just kidding. I like to record uh, in the nude. It just makes me feel one with the podcast. Actually, full disclosure, when you guys told me to turn off my camera, I took my hoodie off because it's really hot in my apartment right now. And wearing headphones makes it worse. So, yeah, that worked out for me. (laughs) I mean, I just took my pants off. I didn't. I I slept naked. I just got up and just started recording. So... (laughs) I mean, that's just me, though. Of course, you sleep naked. You do get, you not find that you like have like, what do you call those? Like tread marks? Oh, it all gets stuck together. Ooh. Oh yeah, no, everything gets stuck together. That's horrible. It's, like it's wake up, it's like, yeah. oh, my sheets have shit on them now. This is great. <laughs> I can't say I pooped the bed. Too okay, much. I think. <laughs> oh, you don't know me. John <laughs> so and I lived together move. for years. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> all right, man, okay. Out. The music is playing right now. So. That's our super bonus episode. Thank you so much for having us on the podcast. (laughs) My thighs are chafing. 
this has been a fantastic experience. Alfred, I'm coming home. What do you mean? Who is this? This is Bruce. Who else has this number? <laughs> you still have your makeup on, Bruce. What? <laughs> Yeah, really quick, really quick. I meant to say this on our podcast last week. I'm going to put it in here because we've been doing Batman month. Every comic of Batman that has a shot of him returning to the Batcave, he's a fucking slob. He takes his bat suit (laughs) off and literally just leaves it on the floor and starts walking through the mansion naked. And I feel bad for Alfred and he doesn't get enough respect. Okay. Beezers, I know you're laughing because it's fucking true. You know it's true. He literally leaves his bat suit. He either, he either shows up and just leaves like a mess, like mud and just like wet bat suit just on the floor. Or he just like comes in like 75% dead and then Alfred has to heal him and like stitch him up. No, the times when he like comes back and doesn't need to be stitched up, he literally just like walks in and like just leaves his shit on the floor and just keeps on walking back into the mansion. Like who picks it up? Obviously Alfred, there's only two of them in the house. (laughs) In the other 25% of the time, he, the other 25% of the time, he just starts crying at a family portrait. It's true. <laughs> it got really dark. <laughs> All right, guys. Come on, uh, Yeah, so thank, thanks again for, uh, for coming on and appreciate the patience, guys. And um, also check out Average Joe Comic Book Show for all the uh, important nerd news and then just full plot breakdowns of whatever comic theme they're doing for that month. And um, we'll put a link of their show in the description box of this episode as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us on, guys. This was a blast. Well, hell yeah. yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely have you guys on again. We appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Guten Tag, motherfuckers. Hey. Yeah, Guten Tag, motherfuckers. Woo! <laughs> 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 tribute. Um, you got the jackhammer to stop, huh? Yeah, I think that was trouble, as always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John. I haven't listened last to episode. it yet. Oh wait! Actually, I have it recorded. I like recorded the silence on uh, on my phone. Hold on, it was, it was like distractingly loud. <laughs> this, was so loud. <laughs> this was Preble though, for real. Like it was just it's it was, always him. Yeah, halfway through, I was like, I think it's Preble, but <laughs> I just didn't say anything. But no, now mine's breaking up a little bit. But yeah, John, this is this was the background sound throughout the entire show. Was this? literally that loud just great content oh my god uh. it's like what the fuck is like i i literally reset my entire computer shut down tim did the same thing preble's just like i'll just hang here like it's definitely preble <laughs> oh my god oh, i don't know why that's so funny but that is so good <laughs> it's like you know what it is? It's like, you know how, like, in hauntings, like, it doesn't matter where you go, it like, the ghost will follow you. Like, if you yeah. leave the house, like, you, and you'll still, like, it'll still follow you into the next house. That's, like, bad internet connection with Preble. Like, wherever he goes, it's going to follow <laughs>